3: Hello,
4: everybody. Welcome to the full court press. Eric France and Aljay Salveson. A very happy Tuesday to you, one and all, for a one-year kickoff time on of September 14th. Week two of the college football—actually, no, excuse me. Week three of the college football season. Week two of the NFL season uh, will get underway on Thursday night. As we wrapped up officially week one, it was a great week one, two for the NFL. Got everything you could have asked for and much, much more. So, why is your mic like so sensitive? Like I can hear you breathing and stuff, kinda wow (laughs) holy crap (laughs) i want you to take all these wipes all 37 left and wipe that down
2: (laughs) i'm i have clean healthy air no you don't there'd be be nothing wrong
4: you're hacking over here half the time no you're coughing and sneezing i don't have covid
2: i don't i'm fine i am i'm a healthy male
4: Look at you. You are not healthy. No way in <laughs> fact you are healthy. Chewing on those Reese's Cups. Uh,
2: By the way, uh, i uh, that was a good uh, pick six gift from last week. So am I going to get that again this week?
4: Eric, I hadn't even thought about it. I got more crap to deal with than what you're going like to get. Losing
2: from. pick six again? You're like so down.
4: So sad. You know, Eric, you know how to ruin someone's day, don't you?
2: <laughs> Hey, um, a couple different things to get through today. Uh, you've already posted the audio. That might have been my bad. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wow, look at that. No, that was my fault. I I've, get notified every time those podcasts get uploaded. I'm like, oh.
5: I, <laughs> so I it's I like, like time travel. Episode,
4: and then I was like, okay, I saved it. And then uh, I thought I saved it in the private like, section. Mm, private section. But it was in the public section. And I was like, off. Oh, and I should have corrected it. And then I got a phone call. And then I took that phone call. And then I got you calling me. And then I just forgot.
6: Mm.
2: Okay. Well, <laughs> if someone wants a sneak preview, if you don't want to wait until we air it live. Okay. I'm sorry. We had a good conversation earlier today with Brock Miller. Really cool conversation. We covered a lot of things just about his time at Utah State. He's been connected to this university and this basketball program for longer than you and I both kind of initially thought uh, and uh, kind of some projects that he's involved with off the court that are really super cool. His thoughts about uh, coach Odom and this uh, coaching staff and how this team's coming together. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up next hour. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Stat blew our mind player of the week. We're going to name those today on a Tuesday. Aj, there was a fantastic finish to the opening weekend of the NFL last night, yes, and you slept was. through it.
4: Oh, okay, but I thought the game was over, so I went to bed. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I, I got to quit doing that, though. <laughs> uh, if you want to text into the show, uh, our Gil Mortgage text line is open for you, 435-339-0321. Again, 435 435-339- 339 two What are you laughing well, at?
2: Nine three one five. The text on the Guild Morgan's text line. AJ trying to keep the naughty stuff going from yesterday's show. No, with the private. Talk. No,
4: Eric, that was your like fault. You got yesterday. your own little private, private servers up there. Over apparently, where
2: I'm you trying to eat a
4: donut and you private stuff. I nearly threw up after your comment, and then Dallin coming over here made it even worse, <laughs> adding on to it. Call, oh,
2: dude. Unknowingly, unwittingly.
4: I can't say it's unknowingly. He probably knew. Uh, he knew the whole thing. I time. begged to differ.
2: Hey, are we...
4: I, I probably shouldn't ask this, but I'm going to ask anyways because, well, I'm immune to these things. But are we getting an intern?
2: Well, there is a kid who's going to do an internship... But I don't know that his interests necessarily are focused on what we would normally do. Okay,
4: so we're not hiring. Utilize an intern. Yeah, he doesn't have a I think he will be
2: spending time in our studio.
4: So he's going to hang out with AJ McCall. That's fun. Good for you there, big guy.
2: He did reference AJ Knight multiple times.
4: Oh, my gosh. Dude, this is so gross. But he, you know, he never... You guys Ajay haven't built two statues. One of Mitch Henline <laughs> and the other one of AJ Knight, but I'm waiting for They're it.
2: both in the front, like, holding up the, the entryway.
4: Oh, holding up the building. <laughs> Him, Mitch, AJ. Just built on their backs. And Mr. France and all just in one photo and statue together. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be on the Mount Rushmore, just three people. Mitch, AJ, and Kent. That's it. Nobody else. Not even a Hall of Famer. Al Lewis. Sad. Uh zero five one three. Who do you think is your breakout player both offense and defense this Saturday at Air Force? I like the question.
2: Oh, so trying to project who that might be? Not who has been so far, but who might be coming up this Saturday?
4: Read the question. Yep. Who do you think is your breakout player both offense and defense this Saturday at Air Force?
5: Oh
2: wow.
4: I would say Derek Wright, but he actually had a great day. I mean he was eight and
2: seventy three. And he had a TD. It's hard for me to declare a breakout player. Peasley? Because that would indicate somebody who hasn't shown out already. Okay, um, John Gentry. Yeah, I was going to say, Tyler's been fairly consistent. So, or, or what about Gentry, I guess. Kyle Van Leeuwen. Yeah, we haven't really seen much of uh, Kyle Van Leeuwen. He had Lewin. a great
4: summer, a great couple of scrimmages, and hasn't been heard of a lot since. Um, Jordan Nathan? We're starting. I mean, we're Nathan's like the designated punt
2: return man, and then we haven't really seen much of him besides that. I mean, Bowling had a great game this last week, so it's hard to say that he could be a breakout guy. Because I I would say Friday or excuse me, last Saturday's game was his breakout game.
4: Okay, defense. McGriff.
2: Yeah, McGriff. Maybe he's had some moments, but he hasn't been like a big breakout. So maybe McGriff. Maybe this is the week for him to really take that next step and be the main target
4: okay what about defensively Andre Grayson jr's been a little quiet
2: yeah he has it's true that's true um I think it could be more of somebody up front like interesting um Just with the way that they run their counters and their run plays. And if they can stop that or get into the backfield and get some uh, penetration, then, man, that will make a huge difference in how that game unfolds on Saturday. So who would that be? Would that be Marcus Moore?
4: Mm.
2: Would it be Bannerman? Would it be Paya? So, I think it could be any number of those guys who certainly have that potential. Bannerman's a
4: good one. Jalen Bannerman's a really good one. He had, he had a good game on Saturday night. Got his hands on the cookie jar for a couple PBUs. Byron Vaughn's has been good, quietly good. He's kind of surprised me. Uh let's see here. 9315. Could we put a sign by the statue that says, made by the full court press, host Cody? <laughs> Cody's gone. He's not walking through that door.
2: So the, those are the statues of the people, but it was made by Cody. I said, okay, I like that. Yeah,
4: he's I like a, that. He's a kiss butt, so that makes sense. Zero five one three. What would your line to be if it's not eight and a half favored by for Air Force? What would your line
2: be? So if the it's the not Vegas eight. line has Air Force by eight and a half. Is that right? So yeah. what would ours be instead? So
4: if our Skittles, we would I would say. I would say Aggies by two and a half. that half. That'd be my line. Aggies by two and a half. Eight mm. and a half is too much for me against Air Force.
2: Yeah, right now, um, I've got Vegas line saying that uh, Air Force by eight. So it looks like it may be moving a little bit in uh, Utah State's favor. But I would – I think eight and a half – is a little too aggressive for Air Force. Um, I think Utah State keeps it closer than that, and I like the way that they're playing. Um, I like yours. I think Utah State by two and a half. If if not, maybe even like one and a half.
4: Are you taking the Skittles on it then? Or would you say no? If it's two and a half, would you say...
2: For Utah State? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, it opened at eight and a half. Um uh, sorry, excuse me. It opened at eleven. And it's uh currently at eight and a half. I'm looking at another site that tracks kind of the movements of these things. Uh and uh, all of the money is going on Utah State to uh cover the spread. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I would think that would be a closer game. Um but as we've said though, this is a tricky team that the coaching staff unfamiliar m- for the most part of how to prepare a team against a triple option. But but he coach Anderson did talk a little bit about that uh yesterday. Um we've had, you know, the the players spoke to the media yesterday. we didn't get a chance to hear them yesterday we'll hear from them today, yeah. a little uh, later on today too. So um th- th- look there's there's an indication here that there's a lot more confidence in Utah state than initially when this was first uh, this matchup was first kind of established and they looked at what the line ought to be and we always need to remind people this is just for entertainment Skittles. and educational purposes but the people in Las Vegas they set lines to encourage betting so sometimes they will set one that seems, like, obvious that it shouldn't be like that, just to encourage people to get money going on in the game. So I don't know if that was necessarily the case here. I mean, it's moved uh, two and a half places. That's some pretty good movement in just a few days. But
4: 2197 says Aggies by 13 and a half. The Aggies have been playing Air Force for years. I'm sure there are coaches and players here that are familiar with their offense. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, Coach Blake Ganderson talked about his history of going against teams similar, not exactly like, but similar uh, to the option. And he, uh, he talks about what schools he's faced and, and how that's kind of helped prepped him for coming up against a team like the Air Force Falcons.
7: Uh, I've been facing the options from for as long as I can remember, uh, either through Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Air Force, with my time in the Mountain West, So, uh, I would tell you most of my career, we've had at least one or more opponents that, you know, even Coastal Carolina runs a version of the triple as well. Uh, We've played Navy uh, along the way. Uh, You know, Banda has had the same kind of similar circumstances, both being in the ACC and some of the opponents they would play on a yearly basis. So, we've seen it a lot in terms of different. I think the key is really how are they different from year to year based off the personnel? What they look like this year doesn't look exactly what they looked like the last year or, or year before that. And it's all due to what personnel they have and how they adapt and change. It's you know maybe one of the toughest things for us is to kind of gauge what their personality is this particular year with the with the personnel that they have, and then being able to simulate it in practice at a speed that actually comes close to matching the execution and efficiency that they do it on Saturday. Uh, that That's always huge. You know, when I was with Rocky at New Mexico, he would talk all week about I like our plan or, or uh, you know, we're going to do this with the plan. He said, but the key to it is will our guys be able to match the speed and execution of the way they run it as compared to the way our scout team guys run it all week. And that first couple series is critical and you – sometimes find out the hard way that you gotta you gotta match the speed of the game it doesn't look like that in practice
4: see that's and that we heard that from coach wells and i believe coach Anderson. correct me on this eric they both said the exact same thing like going against scout team on offense with the option and then seeing air force in live game action is night and day you can practice it all you want and perfect it you know the plays all you want but it's nowhere even close when you face those hogs up front in in the Air Force Falcons.
2: Yeah, Matt Wells would always take extra time during fall camp. Like outside of the normal week of preparation, he would spend time in fall camp. Like we're going to take time this week early in what we're doing as a team to learn the triple option, to understand how to defend Air Force. And so he would always take extra time, and I think it always it worked out well for him, better than most. Uh, now he was only fifty percent against Air Force. He won three, he lost three, but he was the Aggies were almost always competitive under Matt Wells against Air Force. Oh yeah, where other guys just, just were lost. But um, the, the, Coach Anderson, uh, Blake Anderson, he's had experience against these types of teams. Air Force, they just operate on a different level when yeah. it comes to this style. I'd agree. Uh, 2197
4: text in to our Gilmore just text line. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, you're more than welcome to text in 435-339-0321. Anyone that played football or high school football knows how to defend the option and the proper assignments. We've got a lot more speed on the edges this year, and Rice is a major upgrade over last year. That's, that's the darn truth. I
2: would agree with yeah. a lot of those statements.
4: Uh, the, the other one, that anyone that played high school football knows how to defend the option. The only problem is, is that in college, there's a lot more nuance to the option Like Yes. I mean, there's just so much more intricacies in regards of you got a guy motion from left to right. you got a guy that's going to come on the dive. You're going to fake the dive, go to the motion guy. You're going to keep the dive, or you're going to fake both, go with the option, going to the, you know, it's like a almost a European option, if you will. Take the ball and just pitch it out, you know. Which you would
2: normally well, do, right? You're, you're dealing There's just so many other things, older, man. more physical guys that are experts in how to operate it. So nine three
4: one five. Would you say Air Force is the best team at the triple option out of all the colleges that do the option?
2: Yeah, um, I would probably say yes. Army's pretty good, but just not a whole lot of teams do it anymore. Out that speed and that
4: perfection, like it's like the pick and roll. You know it's coming. You still can't stop it. Like, you know it's coming, and you just can't do anything about it. That was the most frustrating thing, and that's that's the case here. So, yeah, I would say Air Force is probably the best out of all of them.
2: Yeah, Army yeah. would be a close second. Um, and there, may, I mean, there are times where Army is just a little bit better than Air Force, but uh, this Air Force team and this program, very well coached. Uh, they know who they are. And they know how to do it very well. Uh, And uh, they're not going to try to get cute and fancy. Um, But look, that being said, they have had some times where everybody gets so focused on the option and what's happening at the line of scrimmage that a wide receiver kind of gets loose and everybody's been sucking up to the line to try to help out on run support that every now and then they'll just throw one over the top and surprise you and, and burn you for some big yards.
4: In fact, I asked Coach Anderson about this, uh, about just what his familiarity with him coaching a team similar to Air Force. It sounds like the exact same question that he was already asked, but I asked him just his personal, like, have you ever coached a team that is similar to Air Force or like Air Force in how they run the option? Here's Coach Anderson.
7: You watch them this last week, them and Navy, you can tell that they just, they know exactly what they're doing and where they're supposed to be. Uh, it is it is strange for us. You feel very uncomfortable. We all play spread out and and going against our offense every day. You know it's triple option, but it's a completely different style of triple option. Theirs is is a huge challenge. It, it, we're going to have to play our best ball defensively to to understand exactly uh, where they're at, what assignments we have, and and maybe the biggest thing other than we talked about just simulating it is. The in-game adjustments that they are so good at making, once they realize how you're playing them, and being able to adapt to those changes. Uh, Mike Deeson, the offense coordinator, there's been doing this a long time, and 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 knows exactly what he's looking for, and what you take away, what it creates, what opportunities it creates for them. That second wave. If you think about it that second wave as you watch their games where they score points in the second half because they make halftime adjustments to what you're doing is just as critical as the first quarter of the game where you're trying to adapt to the speed so it's a it's definitely a chess match and it's there's really no other um test I think that you get on a on a yearly basis that's quite the same. It's a pretty good description to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, and th- this is um Air Force is one of the f- those schools that really didn't get the super senior. Um, they didn't get transfers like Utah State's benefited from. Like a lot of other schools have benefited from in the Mountain West. There, as a as a service academy, like you're there for your certain amount of time, and then you're gone. You're off to your field of service in the Air Force. Um. So they don't quite have like the, the experience and maybe imported talent like Utah State has. They do have a few guys who have been able to benefit and stick around. But this has always been the case for Air Force, that they have always been able to, um, They like I said earlier, they know who they are, they know what to do, and they do it very well. And they execute it better than anybody and uh if you get guys that think they're going to start to freelance and um, trying to stop it and cover up for somebody else they'll just expose problems and air force will take advantage of it real quick
4: again we have uh we'll have holly or is it Hale, or is it holly holly motuapawaka uh we'll have his audio why do you do do
2: his last name fine
4: shut up eric and then what, we'll Brandon Bulling after. See, like, we go from Brandon Bulling the Holly Matuapawaka. Hale. Hale.
2: Hale Matuapawaka.
4: Knife fighter. That's that's what we're going to call him is knife fighter or sword sword-doer. sword doer. Fire dancer. Fire dancer. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. We'll call him just fire dancer. That's his new nickname. Fire dancer. Uh, yeah, well, you'll hear from both those guys in the 5 o'clock hour. Put that audio and uh, you'll be able to hear from him and. I'll find this Troy Calhoun crap where he says stupid stuff again. I can't wait to hear what he says this time. I can't wait for it. It's got to be good.
2: Uh he had his press conference earlier today. Unfortunately, AJ and I didn't Dude. get the notice and it was in person. I don't know if they did Zoom. So um we we didn't get a chance to get to ask him about other mythical creatures.
4: Yeah, like I mean, is he a big fan of Edward or uh What's that one guy? Or is, he, is
2: he is he more a Tom Cruise vampire guy or is he more like an Edward vampire guy?
6: <laughs> like
4: an Edward vampire guy. Really, what
6: we do, the way we practice. I mean, he had had. I don't know if anybody had more work at the quarterback position than he had prior to uh, you know throughout the week in terms of the the game planning and so forth. I mean, like I said, I'm in mean, oh, incredible work, the full great clip. great energy. Hang with just, us; it's uh, coming. One of those. I mean, here's what you do. I mean, it's no different where you, you were. Oh, here we go. You either add to the chemistry, you take from it. There's no such thing as in between. There's no such thing as balanced. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group, or you add to it. And he adds to it. And maybe so in an exponential,
4: exponential way. It's just. I wish I would have seen the beat rider's face, like I've n- I'm gonna
2: quote that. I'm gonna quote that right there. I can't think of any anywhere, and I granted, I will admit <laughs> I've not watched every vampire movie out there or read every vampire story oh, out there. Apparently Coach Calhoun has. But I've never heard someone <laughs> oh, refer to a vampire as someone who pulls the verve <laughs> from somebody else. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, that's a dr- that's a direct quote. <laughs> yeah, holds the verb. Could you
4: imagine the beat writers like you what know, like writing, mean? writing, and then stopping and looking up and being like, "Did he just say what I think he and said?" And then
2: handing it off to your editor, and he's like, "Oh, clearly you've I don't know what you're saying. You misquoted something. But this isn't a joke. We need to quote these guys uh, exactly." No, sorry, this is, is actually what exactly. the coach said.
4: This is what he said, word for word. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Front page next day. Coach feels like his kids are vampires. <laughs> We're getting, Air Force getting ready to suck some juice.
2: Oh, my gosh.
4: Unreal. Hey, on the other side of the ball, and I, I know what you get. Great. You just did it for the second day in a row. You are unbelievable, dude. <laughs> what? You can't help
2: yourself, what can you? I'm... I'm trying to simulate what it would sound like pulling the verb, dude. Go back to naughty jail. You're back again what? for your second I visit know.
4: in the last week.
2: Um, it's also worth noting it was actually in that same press conference why you, where he bagged on Utah State's yeah, age. I'm of finding I, and I'm finding it too. It's I, well, in that same folder, so the
4: line isn't there. I have to actually go search for the line, the quote. It's not in there.
2: It. It. Uh, I may need to help you. Because uh, I I saw it and listened to it just like an hour ago, but w- let's do this. We need to tell a timeout here on the full court press. It's that time to do that anyway. When we come back,
4: oh, I found it.
2: We'll have uh, we'll hear from Coach Calhoun. There it is. Very good. I'm so proud of you, AJ. Uh, <laughs> criticizing Utah State's age, he made another comment about Utah State today. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily disparaging. But it's, again, one of those backhanded comments It is. comment. Coach Howdy comment. Duty is yes. prone to do yes. uh, about Utah State. So uh, we, we'll hear more about that tomorrow. But that's uh, just how this guy rolls. Uh, we'll have our stat to blow our mind, the uh, player of the week. You think he's trying to play mind games? A like, conversation with uh, Brock Miller coming up is next all hour. Like if I
4: say this, it's going to get in Coach Anderson's head, and they're not going to know what to do with I it. I don't know that he's that intelligent. <laughs>
2: I don't think he's that meta.
1: Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a primetime cross-conference matchup from Happy Valley as the Penn State Nittany Lions host the Auburn Tigers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as Bo Nix and the Tigers look for a tough road victory over Sean Clifford and the Nittany Lions. It's Auburn and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday
8: afternoon immediately after KVNU Game Day at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM,
6: 1390 AM, The Fans.
1: The first-ever Latino Festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health. Insurance, Members First Credit Union. Our name says it all. Thermal Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group. Saitiva. Earn hourly wages of twenty dollars or more at Saitiva. iFit, A global company committed to diversity and inclusion welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dance shoes to the first ever Latino Festival. September 18th, starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street.
9: Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's Parts Department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970,
8: it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing, so you'll get SE Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SE Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
2: Hi, this is Danny Hansen, manager of the Cash Valley Bank Smithfield branch.
7: And I'm Darrell Simmons, business development officer at Cash Valley Bank.
2: In celebration of our 2nd anniversary being in Smithfield, we would like to invite you and your family to our anniversary celebration on the evening of September 15th.
7: We will have food and prizes at our Smithfield location, 10 North Main in Smithfield. The party will
2: begin immediately after the Skyview Homecoming Parade.
7: Come celebrate with us and learn what an account at Cash Valley Bank can do for you. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
2: The Aggies,
0: the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salves here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, uh, Getting ready for Air Force Falcons this Saturday night on FS2. Uh, in Air Force in Colorado Springs, always a tough place to play. Aggies haven't won there since 13. They've been outscored the last two years, 66 to 21, by the Falcons. They got the offense. I think they got the offense built to hang with Air Force. The defense, I think, is what's going to be such a key to helping this team get through.
2: Well, and it's uh, like Coach Anderson talked about there earlier. We heard him earlier. Uh, we, we talked about this yesterday. Utah State cannot. Start slow. No. Against Air Force. Nope. They cannot spot them 21 Amen. points. It's going to be a long, long night in Colorado Springs. Hey, uh, before we hear from Coach uh, Howdy Duty and how he has some disparaging remarks about Utah State, which is in his nature to do regularly. Um, I love how it just. He. Uh, some news about uh, Air Force in general. They announced earlier this week. They've got some pretty aggressive plans to remodel and upgrade their football stadium. Like they're going to I think their plan is like 130-150 million dollars they're going to throw at it. Really? Yeah. Good like, because their press box needs it. It is some significant upgrades making it more modern. Uh, they're really excited about it for recruiting. They're going to use some uh, a, a lot of private donations to help fund it. Good. Um, and so Dude, they need uh, it's- really interesting that they're do they is the timing on this curious though that with all this news about expansion and movement that uh, Air Force is like hey we're uh, we're investing in our future no keep us in mind no nah, I think we're looking too deep into it if we're thinking that
4: um, I just I don't know yeah I think it's just a simple thought of look, we need to have you do their press box is tiny it's it's old it's kind of dinky. It, it it needs a lot of of upgrading, and so this is that's great news. I'm glad to hear it. Thrilled for the Air Force Falcons to get that, those upgrades. Like I mean, I love I love to travel, but I've heard that press box is uh, it's not the greatest ever to be a part of. So
2: so uh, 180 million dollars actually is what their uh their, their total.
4: That's great. Good for them. Uh, Most
2: of the upgrades will be on the east side of the stadium, including a dramatic new stadium entrance, updated event space, relocation of the cadet section, and a heritage plaza. There will be improved seating, concessions areas, restrooms, merchandise space. But uh, I don't see anything about the press box. Yeah, I don't see anything in that in in the... uh, at least in the initial release. Well, in that case, then go back to the FCS Came out level. yesterday. Go to the FCS then. Uh, but Coach Calhoun, uh, two years ago is when that famous uh, vampire quote came out in the week leading to the Utah State game. But that wasn't the only quote that had us scratching our heads from Coach Calhoun that day.
6: There's probably a school in Provo. Um, but nobody else in college football takes advantage of the seven-year rule. More than they do uh, there in in Provo, uh, so you're playing with guys that you know are really really old guys,
4: dude. And, and it's a condescending remark. It is. He's just he's being a you know what, and I wish I could say it on air, but I can't.
2: Um, it's jealous. Look, this is a guy that he's at a service academy, and there are restrictions at a service academy that other universities don't don't have but he gets caught up in that and i think he gets jealous like you got you have different recruiting standards than i have i'd love to go get some of the guys that you get but i can't and i wish i could hold
4: on to him for 7 years i wish oh, that i yeah. could have
2: guys that could stick around for extra years but because of the academy and what they do here outside of football you're here for a certain amount of time and then you're out it's not like you can get extended time Dude, that really does bug me stay how on he says campus. that that really but he's always looking down his nose like yeah eh, i wish yeah you guys are taking advantage of the system. And he, he made another comment like that today. You'll hear it tomorrow. But this guy just he can't get out of his own way. I just... And he always has a school that in Provo. Smug look on his um, face the whole hey, time. And,
4: and why is he saying Provo?
2: Well, he says there's the school oh, in Provo like is the only one all. that probably does it at a higher degree of taking advantage of the seven-year rule than Utah State. There's um, only one but school. But nobody
6: else in college football takes advantage of of the seven-year rule more than they do Uh, there in in Provo. Uh, So you're playing with guys that, you know, are really, really old guys.
2: Really, really old guys. God, I want to just slap him. I know. He always has that smug smile on his face. So I will
4: say this. I did talk to a um, member of the support staff. I guess uh, he's not a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator or anything like that. But um, I have no idea what that is. Anyways, but he, uh, he mentioned, like, they're sick of hearing about Air Force. They're sick of Air Force. They don't like Air Force. And they never even dealt with Air Force, and they already hate their guts. <laughs> I mean, they appreciate their service for the country, but their football team's a different story. Um, yeah, that's just – that's annoying.
2: Uh, 9315 on the Guild Mortgage text line. If Air Force left the Mountain West, who would want them with them uh, making up grades? I don't know. AAC? Yeah. AAC would be happy to have them. Yeah. Would. Uh, why would he they call would us it. Provo? We are not YBU. He wasn't calling Utah State Provo. He was saying the school in Provo takes advantage of the seven year rule more than anybody. But besides them, Utah State takes advantage of it.
4: Four two six zero as really, much as anybody does. Four two six zero text in really really old guys, as in twenty two year olds. I yeah see like I
2: know get over it. I mean Calhoun. yes, there are return missionaries that are older, but it's not like it, it used to be. I mean, it's not like a guy shows up for a, a freshman season, goes on a mission, has a red shirt year, and then has his like. Three or four years to play, and you know, a bunch of twenty-five-year-olds. It, it just it's you have a guy or two like that on your roster, but it's not like it's a team full of yeah, old guys. It's not, it's not
4: really. It's not. Um. Oh, I know, man. That guy's a trip. I can't wait. I. You know what? I hope we beat their. Sorry, you know what? On Saturday night, I. I'm so tired of them. I really am. I'm sick of them. I know. Matt Wells wasn't all that uh close with Coach Calhoun either. They had their issues, a lot of them, and some of them were aired out uh frequently, <laughs> whether it was in press conferences or uh, mid handshakes at midfield so uh yeah yeah,
2: well, Matt was on the Navy coaching staff, so he was very familiar yeah. with uh you know being in a service academy and trying to go against air force and so, yeah, he was more familiar than most. Yeah, him
4: and Calhoun did not see eye-to-eye a lot, let's say that. No. Uh, all right. So, again, Aggies Air Force on Saturday night, 530, pregame at 430, I believe, Eric, with uh, Al yeah. Lewis, yourself, Craig Kislip. Yep. They'll have all the keys, all the audio, everything you need to know about the Falcons and Aggies coming up in Colorado Springs. And then post game, immediately following, be a part of it. After an Aggie win, after they beat Air Force, go be a part of uh, the uh, the parade and, and uh have a chance to call in and share your thoughts in and uh, as we get ready to face Boise State undefeated in Mountain West and undefeated all the season.
2: It is fun to get the calls, um, just to get the reactions and the, the real-time uh, I- initial like feelings about what happened in the game.
4: Yeah. Hey, good I got, or bad. Someone asked me, and they may not have been paying attention to your post-game or pre-game. Do you guys have a text line now?
2: We, we used to have an app that... People could chat in and yeah. pose questions in, and then it, that got changed. We really should just move the Guild Mortgage text line over Why to the Why don't you just do that? Game. Yeah. Honestly,
4: think, just take the Guild Mortgage text line and move it over there.
2: I'll have to talk to the people in charge to see if they can make that happen.
4: I guess. Oh, I see. Well, okay, that makes sense. Why? Okay. Well, Okay. I got. Oh, never mind. Anyway. In other
2: words, uh, I'll send myself a memo.
4: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I had to rack like, think about that hard, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I see what he's saying." Uh, Eric, I, I do want to get to one more thing from Coach Anderson. There's so many keys uh, to having to play a team like Air Force and beating a team like Air Force, and and Coach Anderson actually puts together his own keys on what it takes to beat Air Force, and it's about a uh, it's almost a ninety second clip, but it's really really detailed. I think it's really, really good as well. Here's Coach Anderson on again, keys to beating Air Force.
7: You know, you, you got to put them in a position where they're not comfortable, and and, and they they want to be, you know, one score game or ahead, run the clock, shorten the game, uh, methodical approach, keep the keep our offense off the field. You know, like I said, I played Georgia Southern and in Georgia Tech uh, and Air Force a lot over the last 15 years, and it is. Um, It's really important that you take advantage of every series that you get. You find a way to get points. You find a way to create a rhythm and and don't waste, don't waste any series because you're, you typically you get 12 to 14 series a game. In this game, you may get nine, you may get eight if they're doing what they're supposed to do. And you can't go out and squander one and go three and out because you drop a ball or you put a ball on the ground or you bust a protection and give up a play. It's, they make you, uh, by style of play, they make you be perfect. And our offense needs to get out in space, make them uncomfortable, create tempo that they don't want, and, and get the ball in the end zone. It is it is a team game, special teams-wise. You saw against the Navy uh, this last week, balls on the ground, special teams that ultimately kind of broke the game open. Uh, we need to be super sound there, and maybe even explosive. Uh, wouldn't it be great to see us create a big play or score in that phase? So... It will take all three and it's it's an uncomfortable environment by how they do things, so you've got to be perfect at what you do.
4: Sounds like a guy who's familiar with the option. I and, and by the way, let, yeah. can, hey, can we play this Skittles game again? I know pick six isn't till Thursday, but can we play Skittles one more time? Time of the game. How fast do you think it goes?
2: Uh ooh. Um I have seen games against Air Force finish under three hours. Me too. Uh, but I, I would, think
4: this one goes 315 and a half. Utah State
2: they go quick pace offense. <laughs> Could go a lot faster. Um I would probably say 312. 310 312. I was going to say 3
4: yeah. I was looking at like a 315 mark but based on what the Aggies want to do on offense like if Air Force gets the lead they're just going to milk that clock. They're going to eat it up. If the Aggies get the lead, I feel like they'll still play pace, but they're going to make sure they control the clock as well. Uh, you know, The clock is their friend. They're going to hang with it and put Air Force behind the eight ball and say, throw it. We dare you. See what happens. So, yeah, that, that could get really, really fun. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, week one of the NFL is officially done. We put a cap on it with a great Monday night game that I fell asleep in the fourth quarter because I thought it was over, (laughs) only to wake up and I had to see Eric's freaking tweet. Well, that's all coming up and more on the Full Court Press. 106.9, the fan. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage
1: of NCAA football. It's a primetime cross-conference matchup from Happy Valley as the Penn State Nittany Lions host the Auburn Tigers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as Bo Nix and the Tigers look for a tough road victory over Sean Clifford and the Nittany Lions. It's Auburn and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday
8: afternoon, immediately after KVNU Game Day at 5.30 on Sports Talk
6: Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
8: What
10: is love? Love is what we live for. Love is timeless, never-ending. Love is when you say your name with hers, and it has that special ring to it. At Jarek's Fine Jewelry, we know what love is. Our fine collection of engagement rings feature a variety of diamonds and colorful styles. And if you can't find your perfect ring, Jarek's Fine Jewelry will help custom design one that is the perfect fit. When it's love, it's Jarek's Fine Jewelry.
6: Jarek's Fine
5: Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's.
6: This is
11: Ryan at my mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at my mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found, not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed only at my mattress.
6: Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Are you getting ready to retire but your spouse isn't 65 yet? we can help. We focus on health insurance so we can provide you the best possible service and information. Come the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. to our free seminar. We'll empower you with the information you need to make a confident decision. Come see us at LSS Insurance the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to
0: RSVP as seating is limited. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM 1390
4: AM The Fan Skittles it Eric
2: You know what's coming man Hey, that was a tremendous opening weekend for the NFL. Oh, it's phenomenal. Thursday night's game was just super fun, down to the wire, back and forth, uh, and a great showdown between you know, two great teams and, and uh, big name. a lot of big names all over the field. Uh, Sunday had some really close games, some come from behind. Some games were some stinkers, sure, and were kind of boring, but um, but most of them were pretty exciting. And then uh, I thought the Sunday night game was fun. Uh, the Chiefs and the Browns was exciting. Uh, and then... Um, Sorry, I uh, pushed the wrong button there. Thank you. Uh, and then Stop Monday it. night, oh, man, we, we couldn't have asked for a crazier game to cap off the opening weekend. I mean, nope. what a wild, wild fourth quarter and overtime.
4: Uh, and it started with the Raiders tying up the game. Car back into the gun. The backfield is empty. Takes a snap, fires on a cross, spin, jackpot baby, Vegas touchdown, car to Darren Waller. Is that, that's the radio, uh, excuse me, Raiders Las Vegas Network. Yes. And that's Brent Musburger.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> he based in Las Vegas these days.
4: And then we go into overtime and I think he's got a little bit quirky there, but of course it ends up Jones being uh, being the hero for Las Vegas and sending the very raucous, very raucous crowd of Las Vegas. Home happy.
8: Linfro is to his left. And Jones, Jones. Here they come. And here Zay they come. come. Blitz is picked up. Jones is open. Jack pop, baby. Vegas touchdown. This time, no doubt. Put it in the W column,
4: baby. This one's over. So this this game in the final two minutes of the fourth has... What, two field goals, I believe? Or is it a touchdown and a field goal? Uh, for the Raiders, the Raiders to tie it up from like 51, I 55. think. 55. 55. Just to tie it up, Eric. And then we go into overtime, and that's when things just got absolutely stupid chaotic. Uh, I I fell asleep, so I'll let you tell the details.
2: Well, it was back and forth. I mean, the, the Raiders, they march down the field, have a big pass play down the sideline. Looks like he's in for the touchdown Players, uh, the referees initially signal touchdown, and then they say it's under review. But all the players are in the middle of the field, you know, dabbing each other up. Hey, good to see you. Great game, you know. Lamar how's Jackson's about to trade doing? jerseys with somebody. <laughs> I mean, everybody's on the field talking, and I mean, the the Raiders coaching staff, like they knew what was going on. They didn't move from where they were. Um, but the same thing with the the Ravens. They're like they're trying to figure out what the next step is. And so they have to send everybody back to the sidelines, no, actually, you're down on the one. (laughs) And then they screw it up, like false start. They mess it up. They have to move it back.
4: Why? Why do you try a hard count at the goal line? What's the point on second and goal? What are you doing? Why are you doing a hard count? It's so stupid. Because the defense is allowed to shift. They did. And then the offensive lineman Reacts to the shift and moves. Yeah,
2: two guys actually moved. So they focused then, on the one, but there was two of them who moved.
4: And then Derek Carr goes in there right. and throws a John That's Elway a like pass like, at 99 miles an hour. Bounces off a guy's helmet. Bounces off a Reigns helmet and ends up being picked off. We go the other way. Lamar Jackson fumbles. Uh,
2: he strips again. Again. Because he fumbled in the fourth quarter. So Which gave a, them, gave the Raiders life.
4: Recovers for the Raiders, and so then they get down. They run about two plays. Here comes the field goal team. They take a delay a game. They take the field goal team off the field. That was so bizarre. And then Derek Carr like, comes are we in and attempting touchdown. a touchdown
2: field goal on second down. Yeah. well, I you think, have like,
4: time. like, where's like? Here's the job as a kicker, Eric. You stand there, and when you hear field goal, that's you, buddy. That's when you go onto the field to go kick a field goal for your team. He's like out there chatting with the water boys or whatever. Who knows what he's doing? Said so he you know, was caught
2: in the net. I don't know where he was. He was. They couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. And so and finally so yelling, he gets personnel, out. Personnel. Personnel. So they're so running back. Like to nine seconds he gets out onto gets the field with there. the play
4: clock going down. They have to, and then he's like, "It's okay. We'll take a delay game." Yeah, I'm gonna kick this one from deep. And then they're like, no, nah, we're go- we're gonna run a play,
2: dude." I, I did. Why were they even attempting I know, a field goal on I second know. down, dude? I know. It doesn't win you the game. You have time? I wanted to scream. It was it was so bizarre just watching how the that highlights. game just unfolded in the fourth quarter and overtime. Just with the turnovers, the dramatics, the big plays, the long field goals. It was it was nuts. And really that was the first home game for the Raider fans in Las Vegas. Cuz yes, they had a full season there last year but they didn't allow fans. So that was fun. Look, Vegas, I have to give that town credit. Look, they they instantly made the Golden Knights fun and relevant they in did. the NHL. Yeah, I agree. And they're off to a great start in the NFL for that uh, Raiders franchise.
4: So final score again, 33-27 in overtime. Uh, Derek Carr wasn't too bad, actually. He was uh, oh, he looked great. 34-56 for 435. He had two touchdowns, one interception. Lamar Jackson, 19-30 of for 235. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. He also rushed yeah, 12 times for 86 yards, had two fumbles. A couple of fumbles. Which probably cost him the game, to be very honest with you. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, I I, I heard Steve uh, Levy for a little bit, didn't mind him, went to the Manning broadcast, and didn't change the channel the rest of the time.
2: I see. I forgot about the Mannings Dude, until it afterwards. was
4: so good.
2: And I was kicking myself because I heard everybody talking about how fun it was.
4: It's like some people are bored because like, we don't want to hear about what Cover Zero is. They had Ray Lewis on, they had Travis Kelty on, they had Russell Wilson on, and they're talking about what they're seeing, like as quarterbacks and what they're looking for. Look, I'm looking for covers. Z- I'm looking for Cover Zero. If he's going to play zone coverage, I'm going to see if I can get man out here, get my guy in an ocean. It was awesome. And do you know what? Eli was making fun of Peyton. Peyton was making fun of Eli. I, so I don't know if that's going to be a regular trend of, of these two guys doing Monday Night Football games. But if it is, that's my broadcast every time.
2: Yeah, what I heard, and I, w- I wish I would have seen it, but what I heard was two people that were very intelligent about oh, the game. No, the game so well. Passionate about the game and had a lot of fun talking about the so game. So the
4: passion's a good word because like, you saw um, like Peyton like, reacting. Like when they go the hard count, Peyton's has a football in his hands, and he just like buries his face into the football, and then looks up and he goes, "You did exactly what we said not to do." And it's like Peyton, they can't hear you, man. <laughs> but he's just so passionate about it, man. I love it. Yeah, it was a great broadcast. I hope they do that again. If they do, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. So, hey, speaking of ESPN and greats, did you see that they're doing a uh, documentary on a uh, my man Tom Brady? In November it comes out. About his uh his career oh
2: dude, it's so good. I mean why not? Let's just keep uh the Tom Brady Love Fest going. I mean not enough people apparently wow. know about Tom Brady and Coach Calhoun over there. Who he? who he a little is bitter, and what he's done. Who is this? A little this jealous. Guy? Wow. Who is this man?
4: Okay, your named new name Tom? is Calhoun. I hope you're okay with that, but you <laughs> just earned it. Hey, uh while three, he's still four, playing. Okay. Three four nine eight also Can we erect
2: in. the statue of Tom while he's still playing? You put it right
4: there in the front door with Mitch and AJ and Kent. Well, don't you? Three four nine eight text in. I'm with Eric. I forgot about the Manning broadcast, but the clips were hilarious. Going to be the broadcast to watch. It should be. It's it's a honestly, it's an awesome broadcast. Two one nine seven. Listening to Coach Anderson earlier. I sure hope Derek Wright plays the entire game and lets our kick returner just be a returner. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. I'm okay with Jordan Nathan being the guy, so I'm okay with that. All right, we got to take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap it up here on the Full Court Press, at least hour number one, and we'll get you ready for hour number two.
10: If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline instant oil change, 695, North Main and Logan, across from Angie's.
8: If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cash Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor and Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752 1390. That's
2: 752
8: 1390. Or go to cashvalleydaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor and Hyde Park. Presented by the Cash Valley Media Group.
0: Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 140.
10: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership? And we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience. Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press.
0: Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
4: Up in number one of the full court press. That's Eric France and I'm AJ and Eric's gonna be headed up uh, to the statement here later tonight to go talk to a couple of Aggies. I'm looking forward to hearing that audio uh, as the Aggies get ready for Air Force.
2: Yeah, we've got the Derek Wright mentioned in the uh, Gilda Mortgage text line, and I am actually going to be speaking with Derek after practice today, and I uh, will also be speaking with AJ Vongpichon. So yeah. excited Dude. to get to kind of a different perspective. I wanted some guys that have been in the system for a little bit that. Um, can talk about the changes that have yes. happened at Utah State. Yeah. But also, look, these are guys who are familiar with going up against Air Force and the type of challenge that can be. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they have to say. And we'll yeah. hear that. Uh, we'll play those back in their entirety tomorrow.
4: Two big guys who are going to need to play two big roles in Saturday's game. Coming up next is Dan Patrick's Above the Noise. We have one more day left in the Napa, uh, Napa Auto Parts gold filter sale. Which runs through tomorrow. The best deal on filters is now during the Napa Gold Filter Sale, where every Napa filter is on sale, uh, such as the Napa 15W, Chevron Delo, Napa Full Synthetic, Napa Synthetic Blend, and Seafoam Fuel Additive. Uh, these offers and a whole lot more uh, that are valid through September 15th, part of the Napa Gold Filter Sale at your five locally owned stores at Napa Auto Part, Preston and Providence, Napa Upple Parts store.
8: Awful way.
9: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Fan bases arguably have more power in college football than any other sport. Boosters help pay for the programs, and fans are loud enough to make the administration miserable if they aren't on board with a head coach. And that's why it's surprising. Clay Helton lasted as long as he did at USC. After the Trojans' 14-point home loss to Stanford on Saturday, they had enough, and they fired Clay Helton. He started out with promise, helping provide stability after a tumultuous exit from Steve Sarkeesian. But the team has been disappointed. As of late, the peak Carroll glory days, that's a long time ago. USC hasn't even been close since he left. There's no reason USC shouldn't be elite. Southern California can challenge any area in the country for talent. They're just not staying close to home. Associate head coach Dante Williams will take over on an interim basis and maybe he can salvage what was once a promising season. If not, it's back to the drawing board for a program with high expectations and very, very low results. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the
0: Noise. This team-
4: Hour two of the full court press. Eric Francis and Amaje Salveson, welcome to the show. 5.01 your start time here on September 14th. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Yes, it is a Tuesday. 1069thefan.com <laughs> on the free mobile app 1069TheFan. Hope you're all having a good day. Uh, enjoying the, uh, the wonderful weather we're getting. It's supposed to cool down very convincingly here in about a week, so brace for that. Uh, if you want to text into our show, our Gill Mortgage text line is open for you at 435 339 0321. Again, 435 339 0321. Big thanks for Gill Mortgage for being a part of our show uh, and letting us uh, help them. And In fact, we'll be live at Gil Mortgage, Eric, next Wednesday. We'll be there. Live. You're looking live from Gill Mortgage. We will be alive on location. We will be alive on Gill Mortgage. Uh, in this hour, you're going to hear from uh, Hale Motu. Hale. Halle
2: Yeah. And his last name is? M- Ma. You, you help- did it well last hour. Help me. Help me.
4: Mo. um Apuaka. You're going to hear from Hale and Connor or uh, Brandon Bowling. Uh in this hour. And then you'll hear from a little bit more from Blake Anderson. What do you, what does that look for? What is the matter with you?
2: No, I just,
4: are you watching something on freaking you? No, dude, no. Yeah, you are. Uh, and then you also hear from Brock Miller, the shooting guard for the Utah state Aggies, uh, entering his final year with, uh, the team, uh, is actually putting together a special, uh, cause, you know, Alopecia, uh, it's something that he's been dealing with. He'll tell you about what it's been like to deal with it. And helping others get through it and how you can be all be a part of it as well. Uh, So you're from Brock Miller. That will be in the 5.30, close to 5.30 hour or portion of this hour uh, in uh, the uh, final hour of this show. Uh, And then you also have the stat that blew our mind in our Player of the Week. Yes. Yes, yes, you will. What are you looking at down there, man? You just look so intrigued by it. No,
2: I'm just listening to you get through the open. Shut up, Eric.
4: Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to text in about anything going on, uh, any questions you have, comments about the Aggies, the football team, playing Air Force on Saturday, five thirty. FS two is, uh, is your channel. Pre-game four thirty on you Post-game immediately following the game. Can't wait to get home at a decent
2: time. Um, yeah, nine three one five on the Guild Mortgage text line. I think oh, no. USU will do it the right. Way okay with the Air Force this
4: week. That just seems like something that like Greg Rubell would tweet out, just something corny like that.
2: <laughs> right? This is W R I G H T. So, we're talking about Derek Wright. <laughs> Good for you, Eric. Yeah. Way to go! No, but this is a team and uh, Air Force and um, it poses a lot of unique challenges as we've detailed. And this is a coaching staff. This will be their first uh, first Mountain West conference game for them. And these are the games uh, that matter in and the end, and that it's part really of a the
4: three-week gauntlet stretch. I mean, you got Air Force this week, Boise State next Saturday morning on the Mother Chip, and then BYU on a short week on a Friday night on ESPN. So this is like a massive and exhausting stretch to go through for these guys. Luckily, it lightens up incredibly. For the Aggies after that, but these next three weeks with, and then you got a bye week following that, and then you got UNLV. So you got really two bye weeks, and then you got Hawaii, so you got three bye weeks, <laughs> and then you've got Colorado State, so you got four bye weeks. It just it goes on. Yep. Uh, by
2: by that time that game comes around, Steve Adagio, oh, he was asked, "Are you are you concerned that you may be losing the locker room?" and he about lost his mind. <laughs> In the postgame press conference, I think I have that, after actually. losing to Vanderbilt, after having the lead, oh man, after uh, having the game you know, in control, and he uh, ends up losing, and
4: he, oh <laughs> dude, it was so
2: good. He lost his mind.
4: Well, and to can't a reporter, really blame people for asking him that because he just is such a.
2: It's not been a good situation since the day he showed up. Holy crap!
4: He's actually trending on Twitter for. Sort of. Usually not uh, for the right reasons. So here is Steve Adazio, <laughs> and I think this is the clip you're talking about.
8: This is the problem in our world today, right? This is exactly what the problem is. People want to say, hey, you, know, you feel sorry for yourself. I don't feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to drop my head. There ain't a coach on this program going will drop their head. So it's my job to make sure we just keep swinging away, okay? Because that's all loser stuff. And it'll be my job to stay on top of that. You, know? you Want to play big-time college football and you lose two games? You want to talk about, oh, are you afraid you're going to lose the locker room? No, I'm not afraid of losing the locker room. We'll go down to Toledo with 32 people if we need to. Okay? That's just the way that's going to be. Let's talk about some of the positive things that happened out there today. Let's talk, about the, let's talk about how hard those kids played today. Let's talk about the explosiveness of some of those players. Let's talk about that.
4: Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. let's talk about some of the positive things uh coach you had a 21 nothing lead before you lost it talk about that
6: well it,
2: it wasn't 21 nothing uh it, it there was some back and forth there but he had a lead uh, against a really bad team who hadn't won a game in 11 straight they gave up 17 second half points they only scored seven. Vanderbilt is a bad football team, and they made adjustments and came out and beat Colorado State after Colorado State lost the previous week to an FCS opponent. You know, I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been two easier games to get some wins and set your season off to the on, on the right foot.
4: You get what you pay for.
2: Like you get an FCS team in your place and a really bad Power 5 team where you can hang your hat on, "Hey, we beat a Power 5 team at home." You still can't do that. You
4: made the mistake of hiring this guy, the Colorado State. You made that mistake. It was such a questionable hire like when they when they hired him, Mount West people, including you and I, Eric, just shook our heads, blinked twice, and thought, "What in the heck were you thinking?" Like it made no sense at all. This team is set to go 0-12. Could very possibly go 0-12. Uh three four nine eight. No moral victories. You're paid to win. Sorry, coach, that's your job. Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. <laughs> and he's right. Like, there is no moral victories in college football. You're paid to win. That's your job, man. Colorado State this week is at Toledo. Who, by the way, gave fits to? Uh, who was it? Oh my gosh! A ranked team, too. Notre Dame, I think it was.
2: Then after that, they're at Iowa. Okay, so that's a fifty-to-nothing game
4: in the first half. Iowa just beat Iowa State. Toledo
2: is currently favored by fourteen and a half. Oh, dude.
4: That makes so much sense. Five two five three text in. Am I wrong for being concerned about the struggles we had defending against uh, over the middle slant routes last week? Uh, no. I mean, you're not wrong for being concerned about it. But I think it's something that's a very easy fix. So I, uh, so you can be concerned about it by all means. But I think it's also an easy fix. Um, whether you have your, and and maybe you have Justin Rice not play spy. But, and, ah, man, I wouldn't say really drop back, but just kind of play that middle man. And if, if there's a slant route that's coming and he knows it's coming, you take it. Like, I mean, you absolutely eat that up and you get yourself an INT. But I don't think it's something you have to be too overly concerned about. Like I said, it's an easy fix for them to be able to make. And I think Justin Rice is that solution.
2: Uh, yes. Or uh,
4: setting Shaq Bond over the middle and hitting somebody. Well, really I was going
2: to say, not having Shaq Bond. Was a little bit of uh, of an issue last week as well. I think that the the defense made their own adjustments and um, did a little bit better there. But AJ, I, I was there. You were there. You saw the, how the game unfolded. But uh, I, I think that the defense was surprised at what uh, North Dakota was throwing at them, and it caught them off balance. I. I was a little surprised it took them that long to adjust and how much they gave up. But, you know, they made the necessary adjustments and really didn't let much more through. So,
4: No. In fact, here is Coach Anderson on Justin Rice and the way the defense played last week. By the way, again Justin Rice was named uh
2: Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week.
4: I'm losing it, man. Here is Coach Anderson on them.
7: Well, they're they're all playing uh, with tremendous effort, and I think the fact that we're getting a lot of hats of the ball is the key. Uh, you know, the first ball that he picked off was tipped by by uh, Dom, and and that allowed him to to catch it off the bounce. Uh, the pressure that we're creating uh, with Way Marcus and Halle and and uh, Pat and, and Byron and, and Hintergartner, I mean, it's it's not just one guy. And you're right, we have a ton of guys that are they're playing at a high level. They came into the season with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, based off how things have gone the last year or two defensively, they've adapted to our philosophy and our approach of of really chasing the ball at a high level, getting a lot of hats to it. And I think Justin just has a tremendous amount of confidence. He's played a lot of ball. He's extremely high IQ and and, and can see things happening that 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 a coach would see on film. And it, it, you don't have to tell him he sees it and he's aware of it. He also studies film a lot during the week. The last interception clearly it was really just him making a great play. He he noticed the alignment of the back as compared to how he'd been lining up earlier in the game and knew he was going to swing that way, and it carried him right to the ball. That's that's something you can try to teach all you want, but that's just innate experience and ability, and, and he's playing at a, at a very high level. I never get tired of talking uh, uh, about him. I, I love the kid to death. Glad he came with us. He's been a, a kid I, I've fallen in love with just over the last year of really getting to know him. He is a uh, very sarcastic, funny uh, guy to be around. Um, I get tired of him talking about him. I don't get tired of talking about him, but I get tired of him talking about him sometimes. But uh, but it's a unique uh, relationship. Glad we have him. He's 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 playing phenomenal. He's in great shape. Uh, expect him, if we can keep him healthy, just to keep seeing him get better and better as the season goes on.
4: I can't remember the last time we had a off or a defense or – the last time we had a Mountain West Conference Player of the Year be a defensive guy, but I think Justin Rice is starting to kind of edge his name into that ballot right now as we speak.
2: Uh, player of the Year. Yeah. Um. I don't think we've Utah State has ever had a Mountain West defensive player of the year. I'm
4: trying to think the last time the Mountain West has had a, like a player of the year who's been the defensive guy.
2: Right, right, right. For the year, I, Jordan Love was the offensive player of the year. I don't think we've had, I don't think Utah State just had a defensive player of the year. Nope. That's a, I don't, yeah. I don't think
4: that. Did
2: David Woodward ever get
4: it? He didn't. That's right. He did not.
2: He was on pace. Yep. But and then he got because injured. he, yeah, That's got right. those uh, concussions.
4: Uh, speaking of the defense, Wapawaka Motuapawaka uh, has a chance to uh, step up to the podium. Really great guy, by the way. Honestly, genuinely funny. Really good dude. Uh, we had a chance to chat with him, and here is Ole with the uh, press
12: on Monday. How are like you? Al Lewis from KDNU. You know that against Air Force, the first thing they'll do is run the fullback dive until you can't stop that. So what are you guys thinking about defensively in the front against them uh, with that? Uh,
5: we're pretty excited uh, to play Air Force. You know, um, this is a game that we always look forward to, especially as a D-line. This week, the D-line, we're like the tip of the spear for the defense. We have to make sure that we um, we do our job and play play more physical or just as physical as them. So, yeah, we're excited for that. You know, it's going to be a physical game.
10: All like coaches talked about, like, this is a new team and last season didn't matter and everything. But at the same time, you've played Air Force twice in your career and uh, you guys lost big both times. So is there any more fuel to the fire or any desire to kind of change the outcome on Saturday?
5: Well, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, the past few years, Air Force has had our number and I feel like it's time for us to get it back and um Get, get that W on our first uh, conference conference play game.
12: So then going along with that, Holly, how have they been able to move the ball on the Aggies the last couple of years where you can't stop them? And what do you have to do better to be able to stop that offense?
5: Um, Air Force is a really uh, – playing defense, you got to be really smart and uh, everyone just has to do their one eleventh. And sometimes um, it may come down to lack, lack of execution. So everyone just has to make sure we do our 111 and feel like our coaches this year will do a great job this week at getting us prepared.
4: Ajay Salveson here. Do you guys have to game plan differently than the other 11 games just because of the way this offense is, is designed and the way they run?
5: Yes, um, we do have to game plan differently because it is an offense that we don't ever play. You know, uh, triple option is very different from every every other offense that we play um, throughout the season. So being, being that they're a triple option team, we do have to game plan a little different. And we've we, we have had a head start during fall camp. Um, during our time off, we did work the triple option and um, work in our uh, special personnel that we have for this game.
12: Holly, okay. so far, are you – Oh, every time, Jake.
5: <laughs>
2: Keep
12: doing I was, this. I was going to quickly ask Holly. Coach said the other night he was really happy with how the team has come together with the mix of everybody. And you're one of the guys who's been here before. Are you surprised at how that's happened? Or – and c- talk a little about how this team has come together as a group.
5: Well, I'm not really surprised at all because I feel like Coach A and the rest of the staff did a real good job since he's been here to um, come bring us together. You know, a lot of times uh, he's um, set time for us to, to do a lot of team bonding activities and to get closer together. And I feel like um, whether some of the boys that just got here or – some of us that's been here for a long time, we just really glued together well during those team bonding times. So um, I feel like, yeah, it wasn't a surprise because Coach A did a great job at bringing us together.
10: let right, first off, that's a hell of a hat that you're rocking. <laughs> great look on you. Um, going off of what Al said, I feel like a theme from these first two games has been grit. You guys have been down, and then you've come back and won the game. Would you agree with that and talk a little bit about the grit on this team?
5: Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, coach A, he always emphasizes that uh, we need to play hard and out-effort every single opponent we, we play, and that comes with um, having Coach Paul Jackson as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, he always emphasized win in the fourth quarter, um, when the other team may be tired, we, we won't be that team. That's why we practice uh, so fast-paced and so hard. So I feel like that that has to do with how we have so much grit.
4: Hey, Justin Rice, one player of the week for the Mount West Conference on the defensive side. Can you talk about what it's been like to play with him?
5: Oh, man, it's great. Justin, he's the man. He uh, he makes great plays, and he's he's been a great addition for us. It's good to have him back there. Um, calling the plays, he helps the D-line out a lot, and um, he's really smart. A lot of times uh, we know when it's run or when it's pass because he's mm-hmm. able to sniff it out, so it's, it's great to have him, him back there.
4: And that does it for Halei uh, Motu. I can't do it, man. Can I just call him Fire Knife Guy? Fire Knife Guy. Please. Fire like Knife that. Guy.
2: You know, that's a real advantage for him because you know, it's a lot of hand-eye coordination. He's got to ha- have strong hands. <laughs> yeah. oh, so man. you need a guy on the defensive line that – because, man, there's a lot of hand fighting in there and we've got to have the right positioning. And So he's he is fun. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to him after some scrimmages and after practices and – uh, he's definitely part of a, a really good defensive front Utah State has this year, um, and excited to see what they can do. Big challenge ahead of them uh, this week that'll be very unique. But I, I like that the what Utah State has there, yeah, and the too. depth and the experience that's been put together. That uh, I think they can be difference makers against Air Force with who they have.
4: Seven eight five four. Now is good. Uh, now is when we're going to see how good this coaching staff really is. It's easy to play when they aren't when there aren't any expectations coming off a bad season. But now that they're 2-0, and having beaten the Power 5 school team, people are going to be looking.
2: Look, Air Force is going to be preparing for Utah State yeah. to beat them, whether they would have just beaten Washington State on the road or not. So it's a conference game. It's a division game. It's really important game. I don't think – Anybody's going to be looking at this matchup any different than they would have, regardless of what each team's win loss record is, right? Coming into the game.
4: 9176, coach sounds like Bill Clinton. Dig the Arkansas accent. (laughs) 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 That's
2: true. You're not the first one to point that out. Uh, 1570, do you think the late start with the lightning and lights going off through the Aggies off? Yes. For, to start the game. Yeah.
4: You come in there, man. It's your home opener. You're juiced up. You got this great crowd there. You're ready to go. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we got a lightning delay. Please go back in your locker room. You come back out. You're ready to go. Things are ready. Lights go out. And it's like, okay, now we got to wait again for another five to ten minutes to freaking put this, get get this game going. Like, yeah. I think it had somewhat of an effect. But again, it also affects North Dakota. Give yeah. credit to North Dakota for coming out and coming swinging. So. Yeah. And you knew they would, too. It's true. All right, let's take a break. Coming back, you're going to hear from Brandon Bolling. Uh Later on, you'll hear from Brock Miller. It's all coming up on the Full Court
11: Press on 106.9 The Fan. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to $17 per hour. That's right, $17 per hour and potentially more depending on experience. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for days, swing shift 5%, overnights and weekends 10%. Open positions include machine operators, maintenance technicians, technical positions, and accounting. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. Tuition reimbursements, health insurance, a 401k, and life insurance. Plus, quarterly and annual bonuses. Go to careers.ttmtech.com. Enjoy new starting wages of $17 per hour. Apply online at careers.ttmtech.com. You must be 18 or older and a U.S. citizen to apply. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer.
1: I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of?
6: It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time.
10: Alpine Home
12: Medical, we bring well
0: interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey,
2: non-football related, but some news today. Seattle is going to be hosting the 2023 Major League Baseball All-Star Game. That was announced. Well, sources say, it's not official. Uh, that's kind of cool. Hey,
4: Aggie Hardwood news. Uh, they have not released their non-conference schedule. I heard that's coming out this week.
2: And I hope so. Everybody else is. I know. And we you kind of piece it together. Yeah, you're, like, Utah you're figuring State's out the do. non-conference
4: schedule by looking at everybody else's schedule. Uh, Weber State's released theirs. Aggies will be inside of uh, Weber State on December 15th. 15th, yep. And then they play the Cougars one week, seven days before that, Uh at the Marriott Center in BYU.
2: Yeah, they released their non-conference schedule today, and Utah State's on there as uh, with game in Provo on December eighth.
4: All right, let's go ahead here from Brandon Bowling, the receiver who had a phenomenal game, over a hundred yards receiving and a couple of TDs with it. Here is Brandon Bowling uh, at Monday's presser, getting ready for Air Force. Brandon Jake Nielsen, Utah State's Finn. Um, something that we heard, I think
10: coach Shuffalo said before the season was you're a guy that when the team needs a big play, you're a guy that can go and get it. And that's what we saw in the first quarter, North Dakota, they go down and they score a touchdown and then you were the guy, had the reception run down the field. How's it feel to be able to come up in those big spots and just uh, be the playmaker?
13: It was good. Um, you know, first game back in, in, in Mav and, um, student section was rocking. So
12: it felt really, really good, uh, make that play to kind of spark our offense for the entire night. I was going to ask uh, Brandon Al Lewis from KBNU talked to you earlier. What have you seen so far in Logan Bonner as a quarterback? Is he been different than maybe what you've seen before?
13: No, he's the exact same as he was at Arkansas State. That's the exact players that I've seen for the past five years. Um, Gunslinger doesn't, isn't afraid to step up in the pocket and and make the tough throws. So um, I'm not surprised at all by how, how well he's playing for us.
10: Brandon, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, I mean, you guys have gotten a job
11: done running the ball and and throwing the ball. The Russian attack has gained over 200 yards both games. Uh, Mm. How much easier does that make your job when uh, you guys are able to establish the run and and
12: keep defenses honest?
13: Uh, Very important. You know, if we're not able able to run the ball, then um, you probably won't see that much success on our offense. Um, I think most offenses are, are predicated off running the ball, and... Um, if we're not able to run the ball, then that's not going to open up the pass game. So it's, it's really important.
4: Brandon, Ajay Salveson, what have you seen out of the air force defense on film?
13: Um, play really, really hard. They're really, really well coached. Um, they play really physical. Um, in my time I've never played air force, but um, I've had, a, I had a, a good friend of mine from high school. that played at Air force and he played that exact same way. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that's how the, how the entire team's going to play. So ready for a physical game.
12: Yeah, Brandon, the, uh, it seems like this wide receiver crew is really deep. And um, But one of the things that we saw is a couple plays that um, the wide receivers didn't block as well and, and a couple plays that the wide receivers had a really great block. So how, how important is that to the, to the wide receiver room?
13: Yeah, it's really important. We, we, we harped on it all week to be able to be physical on the perimeter. Um, we knew that we were going to have opportunities to make plays on the perimeter all week. Um, and Coach Cephalo preaches it every week, Coach Tuck preaches it every week that we need to be physical on the perimeter to be able to open up um, bigger plays down the field, so it, it, it's really important.
12: And can I ask you, The um, everybody's going to start to uh, really gear up on Devin, I think, DT and making plays, but you guys are all seem to be able to make big plays, so do you think that will ever be anything you'd have to worry about as, as teams where you go after him and and what does that do to the rest of you guys?
13: I mean, it, it's kind of an offense where any, anybody could have that, that big game. Right. Um, you saw, I think three of us had four touchdowns. Derek Wright had two, I had one and DT had one. And next week it could be McGriff and Savon and anybody else. So it could be anybody in this offense. Um, everybody's got to be ready to go and, that's just how it's going to be.
10: Brandon, what are your thoughts on just uh, starting Mountain West play against Air Force, but then just uh, competing in this new league this season?
13: I'm excited. You know, it's I've, I've, I've thought very highly of this conference. Being in the Sun Belt, I thought this, the Mountain West was probably one of the best group of five conferences in, in the country. So I'm excited to start start conference play.
4: What well, your thoughts on the student section on uh, Friday night?
13: It was rocking. You know, I, I heard one of our coaches say, they were they were chanting, we're not leaving during the lightning delay. So I thought that was that was actually pretty cool. I've never had a student section like that in, in my college experience. That was that was wild. It was awesome.
12: Coach just said a few minutes ago, Brandon, that offensively you have to have every opportunity against Air Force, you have to take advantage of. It. You can't have three and out. So does that put pressure on the offense in a game like this, knowing that that Air Force can get the ball and just keep it away from every eight or nine minutes?
13: I wouldn't say pressure. I just think we should go out and do what we always do. We need to go out and score points. We know that they're going to run the ball and try to chew as much up up most clock as they can um, so we have to go out and score points when we get the opportunity to do that.
4: Brandon Bowling, wide receiver for the Utah State Aggies. Good stuff.
2: And that was a great game for him. Kind of a breakout game. Yeah, it was. Because uh, we've been hearing about him but uh, we haven't quite seen what he could do but there are a lot of great wide receivers on this roster that oh, can... Yeah. Make some great runs of guys that have been here for a while, some of the newcomers as well. Uh, that can, Some guys can just take the top off a of defense, other guys that are great route runners, very solid. Yeah,
4: absolutely. And uh, so and I look forward to seeing what these guys do versus this Air Force defense, like how much we use these guys through the air. I think Brandon Bulling could have a big night. I think Derek Wright could have a big night. Devin Tompkins, I think, could have a big night. If we use it wisely and mix the pass and run well, we. We could put some points
2: up. Well, we talked about this yesterday. I, I think McGriff could stand to have a yeah. really big breakout He's game. got such
4: great hands, man. What's the? How come he's not seeing the ball as much? What is it? Uh, he's been running? throwing two more this year than he was last, last year, year. So year, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll see more of him. Well, it helps when you have a quarterback who actually can throw the ball to yeah. him, too. <laughs> yes. And, I, and that's not against Peasley. I'm talking no. about the other dude who yeah. used to be there. So, All right, uh, coming up next, you're going to hear from Brock Miller. Really cool conversation with Brock. Uh chance to talk about something he's got going on and how you can be a part of it as well and how you can help out and be a part of a really, really good
2: cause. Yeah, how healthy is he? What's this coaching staff and this team look like? Yeah, sticking around. This coming up next. in the Full Court Press.
8: If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cash Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752-1390. That's 752-1390. Or go to CashValleyDaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cash Valley Media
4: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson there. I'm Ajay Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, Fan 106andthefan.com, and, of course, on our free mobile app, 106andthefan. Eric, we're in the thick of football season, very exciting football season, big game Saturday night, but we we got some good things going on on the hardwood as well here inside the spectrum. It's
2: it's never too early to talk hoops. No,
4: not with back-to-back-to-back Mountain West Conference Championship appearances and one of their most lethal scorers in Brock Miller, who joined us here on the Full Court Press. Brock, how are you?
3: Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. You guys doing well?
4: We're doing good. We're doing all right. We're, we're doing good. I think we're doing all right. Hey, before we get into the reason why we're actually having you on the show, I-, I do want to ask you about the basketball team, just how things are going. How's the team looking, in your opinion? And, uh, and also, how are you feeling health-wise?
3: Good questions. Uh, We're looking good as a basketball team. We're coming together. We've had some good practices with even the limited time that we're able to have right now until September 28th. It's been really exciting, you know, with these new pieces. It's a whole new team uh, and obviously a whole new coaching staff, and they've all been great. And I think it's going to be another special year for us. We're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, My health is good. uh, I'm back to playing five-on-five, doing everything that, you know, I, I need to do. Um, in order to be ready to go for the season but my back should be good I took the time that I needed off and uh, did did everything I needed to as far as rehab went um, in order to get back on the court so I've taken care of that business and I should be ready to roll.
2: Brock last year compared to the year before your uh, field goal percentage was up your scoring was up slightly your three-point percentage was up you were making strides to be a a more important piece of what Utah State was trying to do offensively and defensively how do you evolve and continue that progression coming into this upcoming season
3: well you know just uh being here in my experience alone um will you know allow me to kind of step into more of a a leadership role more than I have been especially last year and uh you know that the team's going to need me to be able to be productive on both ends of the court um so you know, just having that in mind, and uh, the most important thing obviously is is winning a championship and not only doing that, but going to March Madness and uh, and, and winning winning that first game uh, will be important. Uh, so with that in mind, I mean gotta gotta keep getting better every day because if, if we each individually get better, uh, our whole team gets better. So you know, that's kind of the focus and that's kind of where, my mind is at going into this
2: season. And then, just as a follow-up to that, just uh, new coaching staff. Coach Odom, he's got a bunch of new coaches with him. New philosophy, new way of doing things. Um, Before I ask you about your opinions of of them and how that transition is working out, how have they talked to you about your role in their new offense and their new defense?
3: Yeah, you know, we've we've had some good talks, Coach Odom and I. Um, You know, he's very aware of You know my back situation from last year, and uh, it was really cool of how supporting he was and allowing me to take time to get healthy, and how willing he is, you know, to allow me to come back and play, and that he wants me back, and uh, you know, gives me confidence to, you know, get healthy and get back right and 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 have a good year. And so, you know, I've I've gotten along really well with this new coaching staff. They're going to be great for us. And um, I'm really looking forward to <clears throat> what they have. It's going to be a whole new style of play compared to what you guys saw last year, um, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch.
4: And I, I don't want to get you in trouble, so only say what you feel comfortable in talking about. But when when you mentioned your back, can you tell us exactly what was going on?
3: Um yeah. Um. So you know, with with my back, um, I don't want to get you know too specific. No, by all means, it. yeah. Uh, but let's just say that I was probably playing at about 30 to 40% capacity the last two months of the season, right right at that Boise State Series to the end. And, uh, you know, I had some discs and and other bone issues in my back uh, that I was dealing with. Um, But luckily, you know, meeting with, you know, a spine specialist and and having, you know, access to the facilities and, and the trainers, I've been able to get healthy again, and it's something that, you know, I mean, I'm going to be able to maintain. I'm not jeopardizing the rest of my life uh, for coming back, which is, which is a big reason why I'm coming back and playing um, because I can. And so, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was dealing with a lot that a lot of people may not have been aware about, um, but luckily I've, I've had time uh, to be able to get healthy. In fact, the first time I played five-on-five five was about two and a half weeks ago since the Texas Tech game. So I've really been able to have time to get healthy and I'm feeling good now being back.
2: Brock, who originally recruited you to Utah State?
3: Uh, Stu Morrill and uh, Chris Chris Jones was, was the main coach that did all the recruiting for me.
2: You know, when we... <laughs> That that's a long span of time that's passed, and dif- different coaches that have changed uh, since you were originally recruited. What's that journey been like? Just seeing things change so much during your college basketball career.
3: I mean, it makes me feel old. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, you know, I was I was Stu Morrow's last commit uh, before he retired. Oh, wow. And then he left while I was on my mission and Duryea, obviously, was he, I was with him for a year, then Smith for three, and now Odom. Um, you know, it's been, it's been crazy, actually, to think about how long I've been around, um, even though I've only played really three three full seasons. Um, and Last year wasn't even really like a full season because of COVID, but um, it's it's been a unique journey. Uh, I've had a lot of opportunity to learn from a lot of great coaches. And I think it's not only on the court has it helped me, but I think in my life it's going to help me even more. Just learning from these guys. I've you know, worked with some great people and, and not only great head coaches, but their staff. Um, I've been very fortunate, and I've I've enjoyed the journey a lot. You know, A lot of people can look at it as a negative way, not being able to stay put with one coaching staff and people that know you. Um, but I, I've looked at it as a positive thing, being able to learn and, and uh, take in everything that you know, each each coach is brought to the table.
4: I don't mean to age you anymore, but you talked about how Chris Jones was your main the main guy who recruited you. How weird is it now that you're actually playing with his son who's like a junior in college.
3: Yeah, I still remember watching him when he was in like fifth grade And uh <laughs> Chris was, when Jonesy was starting to recruit me a little bit and uh it, it's crazy now that we're teammates with Ryland. I mean it's it's pretty cool to see um you know and um it it's been remarkable. Uh, you know, to, to think about the time span that, that's taken place here. You know, Aj, that question made me feel really old. Not to lie. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's cool. I love the Jones family, too. I, I, you know, they, they're so great. And, and Ryland's a phenomenal player, and I'm really excited to play with them.
2: You know, we're talking to Brock Miller, uh, shooting guard for Utah State University and uh, men's basketball team. Camp's got to be starting here pretty soon. Uh, as the season's going to be happening, not that far away. But Brock, you you talked about unique experiences with you know changes of coaching staffs, and and then there's another change here with this new coaching staff with Coach Odom. But you've had your handful of uh, personal unique experiences just with your uh, just what you've gone through with your in your life, just with alopecia, and uh, how you're using that to really help other kids. Who, for some, look, it, it, I get it. That would be a, a real challenge to go through when you're a kid, losing all your hair, and kids, other kids probably don't understand what's going on, and could be the, the, the subject of bullying. But you're taking an approach to really help these kids, give them unique experiences and awesome opportunities that most other kids wouldn't have. Just, I kind of walk this through what you've been, what you're doing to kind of reach out to kids that are going through some things that you went through as a kid.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, first of all, alopecia is a disease that I have. It's an autoimmune disease, and it just basically means I can't grow hair anywhere in my body. There's different stages to it. Um, And so, anyway, I've dealt with that. I started losing my hair when I was eight, and, you know, from that time until now, you know, I've gone through a lot of experiences, and middle school was, was a tough stage for me, kind of my teenage years um and so you know basketball was a great outlet for me and helping me in my life and you know I've I've had a lot of opportunities uh to reach out and talk to the people because you know playing for the Aggies we've had a lot of games on TV and people have been watching and, and people have reached out to me about you know their children having it or even themselves having it and I've had unique opportunities to have a couple of them up to games and you know, I've had lunch with a couple of them, and, you know, so with kind of all these experiences and and stuff, I I've, I've felt, uh, you know, the need to start a page on social media to connect more people, um, and so I have a page that's called Alopecia Family, uh, Alopecia underscore family, I'm sorry, and, um, you know, I've had great, great people reach out and share their experiences, and kind of the goal of this is to use the unique opportunity that I have in playing college basketball um, to to help use it in a positive way to help help people, help people that are, are going through similar situations that I've gone through. And, um, you know, the social media pages is, is taken off pretty well in the first first week or so. And, um, and, and people see it as a real positive thing. And I've been able to already connect uh, people with other people that have it. And, and it's been really helpful. And I think you know, in today's age, uh, in today's world, you know, social media is such a big thing, and and kids' confidence and and stuff can be can be destroyed through a simple comment or anything. And, and bullying happens more often now than it has before. And so, you know, I feel the need and you know and, and the importance of being able to provide a support group um, for people that you know that have it around around the valley. The in the state and in the country and and you know worldwide so that's kind of that's kind of the goal so the initiative that i started is this page um alopecia underscore family with the hashtag we are alopecia and it's been really positive so far
4: brock i want to ask you the challenges to for kids and you guys to, to have alopecia what is the i don't know how to phrase this but what is the greatest reward that you've learned from having alopecia
3: it's taught me how to build my confidence from the inside out instead of the outside and in. That's the biggest takeaway I've had in my life and I wouldn't take away any of the experiences that I've had in my life for anything because I've learned so much from from going through uh, those things in my life and, um, and and that's the biggest takeaway you know and that's why I tell these kids and, and these families that you know reach out is you know you have a unique opportunity to really figure out who you are and build, build yourself from the inside out and and when you when you're able to do that, you know the the negative things of the world negative thing, negative people around you negative you know people that may want to criticize you for something that stuff doesn't bother you once you gain that confidence from the inside out and and I was able to to learn that through my experiences so you know my life you know looking back at it in, in simple terms it's I know how confident I am from the inside out and my confidence never has come from the outside and
2: in. Charlie Villanueva in the NBA, uh, he had alopecia. There's the uh, and there was an athlete that would compete on America's Ninja Warrior. I, I loved watching that show with my kids. That uh, He had alopecia. Uh, but, so there are a few people that have uh, been able to perform at a high level and, and get some national attention. But still, it, it seems like it's not very well known, even, even at, at that level. And so this is really cool what you're doing to connect with people and bring more awareness to it. And, and I guess just my question for you is um, do you – uh, I guess, what are your plans? I know you've established this website but, and it's a social media page, but what are your plans kind of moving forward to uh, actively kind of connect with, with others, especially youth, that are going through this?
3: First of all, obviously, building the page, you know, creating awareness, like you said, is the first step. And the second step, I'm looking, I have a couple of people around the state of Utah put together a little team of, you know, like four or five of us um, that'll kind of Uh, run these pages and kind of like a board in in a way and um, the goal will be not only to connect these families and these kids and these people but it'll also be to do events to do bring people together in person um, and if not online through chatting uh, to be able to create that awareness because you know a lot of people that I've already talked to As well, it's so new to them, and like you said, it it there isn't. I mean, there is good awareness, and you know, people like like Charlie and and that guy, Ninja Warrior, and other people have done a phenomenal job. But even then, it's just still it's it's not very common, and uh, you know, a common disease and autoimmune. So it's important to be able to you know bring people together, and you know, my goal right now, build a page, do events. And, and build a team to where now it's not just me, uh, you know, reaching out to people, but now we have other people reaching out to other people and, and have, have each person kind of be, you know, their influence because everyone goes through different experiences with it. You know, it, you know somebody may benefit better from somebody else's experience rather than mine. So the ultimate goal is, is to where all these people that have had alopecia you know, contribute to building an alopecia family, and that we all help each other out and share those experiences uh, together. Hey, Brock, do you know how many people have
4: alopecia? If, do you know of anybody personally, like maybe uh, within your social group or your friend network, that has alopecia that you've been able to connect with and help build this group as well?
3: Yes, I have. Uh, Ryan Corbett, he's a uh, all the equipment our, uh, manager. He's on, on the staff now. Uh, he he was a manager for a while, now he's on the coaching staff here at Utah State. And, uh, you know, he has alopecia, and we've we've been really close ever since, you know, I've been up here at Utah State, and he's helped a lot, um, you know, with the page. And a lot of people that I've met around, you know, the Valley, um, you know, I've actually met a, quite a bit of people just, just from this. And then a lot of people down in Salt Lake, too, have reached out. Um, and, and there's contributed in a major way, um, that I've gotten to know. So yeah, there's a lot more people than just me that, you know, want to do this. So it's kind of me. I just kind of want to be that middleman that provides a platform so that all these, all these people can kind of come together and and help each other out.
2: Right. Uh, I gotta ask you, Brock, how, how soaked is your headband at the end of a game? Do you swap one out at (laughs) halftime? with all the sweat uh coming off and uh you don't have you know hair on the top of your head like most of us would have to kind of filter some of that out so what's what's that like for you uh wearing those headbands and and dealing with sweat that's
3: a nasty question eric
2: (laughs) i was saying the same thing to myself
3: it's uh oh man it's it's disgusting it, it, it gets <laughs> you just really have to ring that way. thing I mean, I out when you're it done it's funny because you know a lot of kids will want my headband and i'm like trust me man you, you really don't <laughs> 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 but, but i mean one time i did give one away and uh i mean I, I have on occasion you know the ones ones that i buy not what the school provides i, I give i give away the ones that that i i get myself so that i can kind of give them away and uh and, and, you know, I've given away a couple of times and I've come out of the tunnel to do media. <laughs> they're, they're wearing it and I'm just, like, kind of grossed out. <laughs> 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 but, hey, fans love it. So, I mean, if, if that's something you're interested in, I'm definitely am willing to give you my headband if you really want it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's Brock Miller, shooting guard for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, I guess I don't know if they want to call him a super senior or a senior on the team, but he's when one of the vocal leaders and uh, I know Coach Odom has a lot of respect. Uh, For for Brock Brock how can people again Please tell us How can people again Reach out to the alopecia family page Where can they find it And what can they do to help build the family
3: Yeah thank you So um, If everyone you know that can hear this Can go to Instagram That's where the page is right now It's called alopecia A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A Underscore family Uh, Search that and you'll be able to find it Uh, you'll see there are experiences of people and videos on there, so you'll be able to know that um, it's the right page. So go ahead and and just follow that, and if you can share it uh, with whoever you know just to create awareness, that would be very helpful, even if you don't have alopecia or even if you don't know somebody with alopecia. Just spreading the word will be really helpful um, because, you know, I... You know, quick, quick little story. I Sorry, I'm long-winded sometimes. No, but, you're good. No, nah, you're great. Um, uh, there, I mean, I, I met with a with a kid who had met somebody with alopecia similar to kind of he has for, for years. And so, you know, it's important that we can, you know, promote this and, 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 and spread the word so that, you know, these people that seek for help can find it really easily. Um, so, yeah, just follow that page on Instagram. Uh, share it with. Everyone you know uh, for now. And then we'll be we'll be doing Facebook and other social media platforms too to come. But for now, it's just Instagram.
4: Well, we're very happy for you, Brock. We know you're going to do great things with this. You already have been doing great things with it. Go to Instagram. Go find his Alopecia family page. Again, it is alopecia, A-L-O-P-E-C-I-A underscore family, F-A-M-I-L-Y. And uh, be a part of this South family. Be a part of this great cause. Uh, Brock, so happy for you. So excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much for your time.
2: And glad your uh, back's yes. feeling better. Yeah, That's awesome.
4: absolutely.
3: Yes, thank you. Go Aggies. I'm excited for this year.
4: All right. Big thanks to Brock Miller for joining us here on the Full Court Press. Eric, that was, that was great stuff. Uh, great cause. Really, really great cause. I had no idea he was going through that much of issues, though, health-wise. On the court before the Boise State, I mean, just after Boise State series
2: was going. Thirty (laughs) percent, he
4: was operating on thirty to forty percent, man, and he's guarding Derek Alston Jr. Oh, hey, speaking
2: admirable, what he was able to do, considering.
4: So maybe tone it down on the hate crime uh, (laughs) on uh, Brock Miller there for a little bit, people. Hey, speaking of Derek Alston, how about the Jazz picking up Derek Alston Jr.? Huh.
2: Well, it's uh, for training camp, and uh, certainly I think that that's a good sign for Alston Jr. that he played well during the summer league, and uh, it doesn't mean that the Jazz have a roster spot for him, but <laughs> it gives him a chance to get noticed, and maybe end up on a G League team, uh, maybe with the Salt Lake City Stars. Who knows? But um, certainly, I think it's good for any anybody out of the Mountain West to uh, extend opportunities into into the NBA.
4: The, look, I like Darren Olsen Jr. as a player. I think there are some good th- – I, but I also felt like he could shoot his team out of a game, and he did it a little bit too much where he put too much on his shoulders. Otherwise, I mean, I, I look back at that San Diego State tournament game two, er, in 19, I believe in March of 19 when he – I think, what, Boise State was up maybe six or seven, and then he took three straight really bad shots and then made a bad decision on a, on a fourth consecutive possession, and all of a sudden that game went from being up seven to down nine. I mean, San Diego State just killed him for it. And, like, so he can be a really good player if he allows his team to be a part of the offense and he gets everybody else involved. And I think in the G League and in the NBA – if you can't do that, you can't play in the NBA, period. Right,
2: you won't see the court. No, never. Too many other good players. You think
4: he makes a G League team? Yeah, I think he plays in the so. G League. Yeah, I'd like to see him succeed. I I, I don't know what Quinn Snyder, I mean, because really in charge of the G League team would be Quinn Snyder. He kind of oversees how that's running and what he wants and what he likes and whatever, but I don't, I don't think he ever makes the Jazz roster, though. But I hope he does well in the G League, though. I hope he sticks there. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Eric, let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, we don't have time for the intro, so we're going to just skip it, but let's get to our player... Uh, That uh, our player of the week or Aaron Rodgers player of the week (laughs) and the stat that blew our mind We're gonna start with player of the week Eric. Mine is Francisco Lindor of the New York Mets Three home runs on Sunday versus the Yankees the second one caused a little bit of a uh, spat with the Yankees bullpens emptied because he was chatting to the shortstop who said that they were stealing signs and that they were tipping off the uh, off the uh, Yankees, and so he wasn't happy about that. Let them know as he was jogging his way past second, and then hit a third home run to pretty much win it for the Mets. <laughs> Just rub That's it how in. you
2: back it up. Uh, that was that was kind of a crazy series. That was a
4: great series. Yeah, that was a back and forth series, and then the Mets back it up by getting shut out by the Cardinals seven to nothing
2: yesterday. <laughs> uh, my player of the week, I've got to go to the young Emma Radu uh, Radu Canu. I don't know if I pronounced her last name properly, but uh, she's the eighteen-year-old uh, tennis star who won the uh, the U.S. Oh, Open. Oh yeah, um, the, one of the youngest to do it. Uh, since Maria Sharapova won Wimbledon in 2004, but uh, here's the other thing that's really cool about this: she's the first player in history to win one of the top four tournaments after coming in as a in the qualifying rounds. She was a qualifier, oh, like she geez. barely qualified to get in, <laughs> and then she goes and, and she wins plays it. all the way through and ends up winning the whole thing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> good for her.
4: Uh, stat that blew my mind is going to involve just one game and one game only, and for good reason. Oregon Ducks, Eric. Were one and nine all time when playing a big rank, uh, or a Big Ten ranked team on the road. They were 0 4 at the Horseshoe. They broke that streak. And before that streak, Ryan Day and uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes were 23 and 0 in regular season games under Coach Day, and only one of those 23 games were decided by TD or less, which was Indiana, and they won by seven.
2: Wow. Uh, mine's also football-related. This is to the NFL. Steelers beat the Bills the other day on Sunday, but uh, how they did it is what kind of stands out. They're the second team in NFL history to win a week one game after trailing by 10 or more points Goodness and getting gracious. shut out at the half. The rest of the league one 104-1 and won oh, when facing geez. similar deficits. Holy crap. So <laughs> very rare error for what the Steelers were able to do against the Bills that is in impressive. week one. That is
4: all right, that's going to do it for the Tuesday edition of the Full Court Press. For Brock Miller, Eric France, and Amalje Salvis, and thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow, as it's an opponent research Wednesday, Wednesday, and we get ready for a very headache Air Force
13: football the head team. The
2: Dracula himself. <laughs> Good night, everybody.